are some of the sights and sounds of Pennhurst, the state institution for the mentally retarded. It's located in Spring City, Chester County. In 1908, when the institution first opened, the man in charge bitterly complained to the state that the conditions were already overcrowded. He transferred many of the patients to Q1, a classroom building. Many of them are still there. All right, another episode of Roofs of Villain. We're covering a deep, dark topic tonight. We're going to tread lightly, but we're going to cover everything that we can think of. I'm Keith, Roofs of Villain. My name is Zolana here. I'm Jacob. All right, man. This one is about almost a month and a half in the making, right? It's been a minute. Yeah, because yeah. like when I first brought it to you, I was like, I'm going to do lobotomies. And you're like, dude, there's more to that. <laughs> so what I started thinking was insane asylums. Where do they practice lobotomies? Yeah, so I started like I started doing some research, and then Pennhurst Asylum came up at the top. So I sent you guys some pictures. What was your immediate like reaction? Well, mine was just almost disgust right? that that they would do that to another human being, regardless of what state of mind or or deformity or anything they had. It now we see it differently, but back then it was just horrific. Yeah, like the, I sent you a couple of images where there was people, and I, I, I looked these images up for research, honestly, in all respect. Like I was just, I wanted to know what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, there was people. We're, we're, no, we're gonna get into that. But uh, what were your initial when I sent you pictures? When she said horrific, that's about it. I mean, those, uh, the just seeing how it is, and they're all torn it's down crazy. and stuff. It's nuts. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. So. It, it, uh, if you guys haven't picked it up uh, by now, we're talking about Penhurst Asylum School. Oh, Penhurst Asylum slash school slash hospitals. You know, self-sustaining. Yeah, they, they gave the, they gave themselves all these names to fit under a criteria to be able to keep functioning. Yep. Which it, which is just, you know, we like to say we live in a better time, but. It's now before it was more physical of how yeah. they dealt with the patients. I'm certain That's they did mental point. too. That's a good point. Now it's more mentally examined and, and, and mm. also with like the stigma and stuff, it's like you suffer in silence, whereas back then but back then it's like you screamed no matter how long how loud yeah. you screamed, no one was there to save you. And they didn't care. No. They didn't care. One of my main source materials tonight was a, a five-part uh, TV series called uh, Suffer the Small Children. What was the name of the... The, the reporter's name was Bill Baldini. And my, uh, my other source material tonight was an autobiography written by a person that actually lived in Penhurst and was released in their late 30s. Is a man named Roland Johnson, and the name of the book is Lost in a Desert World. So that's where I'm drawing most material from. I watched some YouTube videos, try to like fill in the gaps... It's kind of impossible, like unless you were there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, Penhurst Asylum School Academy, like I said before, all kinds of names, just because they were just trying to fit the, like whatever that they were allowed to do at the time. Yeah. They just they would just okay. Oh, right now we're a school. Oh, right now we're a hospital. Right now we're an asylum. Yeah. You know, and like I what I talked about before, asylum is a new word for a place like this. Yep. Because they're trying to make everything look. They're trying to, like, sprinkle a fucking potpourri on shit. Yeah, I hate to put, I hate like to put it that way, but I feel that strongly about it. Yeah, no, I agree. So, uh, Penhurst Asylum opened on November, uh, November 23rd, 1908. And, it, and it, dude, think about that. Like, that building that building had just started. You know, it only had one structure. I, I posted the picture of, like, its initial structure. It got bigger the whole fucking time. 
Yeah. And, and, and they eventually have their own firehouse. Community, yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. Morgue, firehouse. Yep. Fucking baseball team, you said. Yeah, baseball and an team. Orchestra. orchestra. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And like maybe maybe some of the people that work there are like, okay, let's give these people a chance mm-hmm. to let's go let them out play baseball. It said when you know. it first started, it was actually you know semi decent. They they did things like that to try and help them. But then as it started declining, all that stuff went away, and it just became worse and worse and worse. The, the, it, the, here's the thing. is Mental health at that time, it was just... It, like, uh, if you're a patient today, which uh, a lot of us are, if you lived at that time, you would not even be able to even comprehend. It, it's unbelievable. Like, I, I said off the top, it's going to be dark, but we're just going to keep rolling. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what I'm going to say? This is actually a one fair thing. I get this from a lot of podcasts. I'm going to go ahead and say this is a gold star episode. If you guys get through the end of it, listen to the whole thing, you get a gold star. <laughs> nice. You know, that, that that's just a warning that we're not going to talk about nice stuff. That's just like, if you get to the end, you get a gold star. This is a gold star episode. Nice. So, yeah, so, so uh, Penhurst ended up closing in 1987, but we'll get to that. But that's a long fucking run for a place like that. Oh, no, agreed. Especially <laughs> since when they would start, it's going to be drastically different in the treatment of, uh, you know, these diseases, disabilities. Right. And, and, I mean, it just, just vastly covers all kinds of... Well, and they let people experiment, too. Yes. And that went for 80 years and just until, not like, what, 30 years ago? Not even. Not yeah, even right. 20-something yeah. years, yeah. And, you know, like, uh, I didn't, I didn't uh, just because of my own mental well-being, I didn't look into the last residents or anything like that. I was like, okay, I've, I've, I've absorbed enough to tell this story. Sure. Like, I don't yeah, no, I agree with you. You don't want to get too close because then it's, it, well, it, it's, it's like traumatizing. I told you. It's like even, uh, you know, forgive me, but like before the show, you didn't feel good because you went over the source material. Exactly. And, I physically when, got ill. Yeah, and when I studied the source material, I got ill myself. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's this is a real heavy topic. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna like we're gonna try to be infotainment, but yeah. So that's just a, it's. I don't know how to explain it. It's it's an important thing to talk about. Yes. There's uh, we have a we have an, one of my favorite shows we do called Loud Thoughts, and this is gonna tie right into it. You know what I mean? Like definitely. Yeah. So the big thing with Penhurst is really early on it was overcrowded. It was almost overcrowded the yeah. whole entire time it was out. Yeah. What really got me was when it first opened, like, the name of it. it was so crazy. Like, we talked about it earlier, but it was uh, Penhurst State School Hospital slash State Institution for the Mentally and Physically Disabled, Feeble-Minded, and Epileptic. That was, like, its full fucking name. That's crazy. Yeah, that, that means, like, no matter what. If there's something wrong with, you know, like, if we feel like there's something Welcoming wrong. to all. Well, yeah, that's what it said. And pretty much if they didn't like you, they would take you to the school hospital, you know, thingy. Yeah. And you were pretty much never Just heard like from that, again. Yeah, like, you're still there. Yep. And you're still there. Like, well, one of the most haunting photos I found was that woman that was mummified. Yes. Yeah. I want you both to give your thoughts on that because this is important. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, when you saw that image, what did you feel? I couldn't stop looking at it just because the disbelief that I had. Yeah. Like, I, I can't, I can't comprehend that someone would forget about someone that in long. shackles that and long. a straitjacket to where they were obviously with their their uh, neck turned back. With the, they died, looks like like with their eyes open, right? To probably just waiting and waiting and waiting for someone to come. Yeah, that's horrible. That's yeah, horrible. that's yeah. torture right there. Yeah, uh, I know you saw it. 
Yeah, no, it's disturbing, man. It's a creepy looking. And I, f- I found that image through, and it's on, you know, I, you know, I'm sorry, guys, but it is on our Instagram for, you know, like the people that are interested. It's there. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, but what I'm really talking about right now is just getting us into, like, the mindset of, like, this is what Penhurst Asylum was. Yeah. You can, you can call it Penhurst anything at this point. It's just fucking Penhurst. Yeah. It's a scary fucking place, and it's, so we'll talk about it later, but it's, um, as of today, it's considered one of the most haunted places in the United States, if not the world. Yeah. You know, and Jake over here doesn't believe, but we'll go spend the night in a bit. Well, let's do it. Let's try it out. They they did that in some shows, and they, it looks like uh, when I was looking over it a little bit that they had uh, haunted houses there and things. And yeah. to me, like, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm one who, who goes to things like that. I think, you know, that place is too hard. It's almost like disrespectful that they did that. It'd be like going to Alcatraz. Oh, yeah, that's a place that I do not want to be. I don't know. Have you seen the images of Alcatraz now, like at night? It's fucking great. I think so, because I've I've watched a couple documentaries on that. Yeah. So I I probably saw, but it's because the salt air is eating away at the buildings. Mm -hmm. It's totally dilapidated. If you had to spend one night in, both of you guys, if you had to spend one night in Penhurst or Alcatraz, which would you pick? Alcatraz. Damn, Alcatraz would probably be a little easier, but they'd be pretty tough. Both of them. You could like, the thing with Alcatraz is you couldn't run out the door and run away, man. You're surrounded by yeah, water. No, that's true. That's <laughs> well, is it's such a huge place. Like, yes. If you were creeped out, it was a city. Yeah, it was a you, fucking city. I'm sure there's you not a really single place there. that's not creepy too in that whole oh, place. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, and I sent you guys a lot of the images of that place. Yeah. You know, like leftover like wheelchairs and broken down and like beds and yeah, yeah just, with shackles still attached to them. We're going to get into yeah. that. So I'm going to go ahead and give the address because this is important. Mm-hmm. This, this is a place that's real. And so it's a 205 Commonwealth Drive in southern Pennsylvania. That's where Penhurst is located. Well, it's like a museum now or something, right? Well, I'll get into that at okay, the end. It was, yeah, it was, it was bought by somebody that took it over. Okay. And, yeah. All right. So, spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> but uh, the big thing is uh, when Penhurst was built, we, stalk, we talked about this off the top. When Penhurst was built, there wasn't a lot of facilities like this. They were, everything they did was experimental. Like, uh, the governments weren't involved at all. It, like, it literally, I, one article I read, it was literally all up to the townsfolk to determine whether you were a, a burden or not. Oh and, my gosh! Uh, yeah, and that's when you got it. You know, that was mental illness. You know, you, well, they, like, they grouped everything together, which which they thought was mental illness, mm-hmm. or you know, ba- basically, if you were a person that they didn't want to deal with, they didn't want you, you to breed. Hard, we'll get in. Yeah, 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 there's there's that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's just hard to think about, man. It's rough. It really yeah. is. It's really rough, and you know. Like, and the big thing is, like, I know from the start, this has been heavy since we started recording, and we're usually laughing and talking. But this is one that I'm really proud of that I put together. And, like, I'm not trying to do this to be a shock jock. I, I'm, I did some research, and I'm fascinated. I don't want people to, you know, I, I have the medium to share it, so I'm going to. Nice. It, it's pretty fun. Like, the, the big thing that I read, the article was called The Shame of Pennsylvania. That's like I showed you guys that. Yeah. That's basically what it was. Was when people shamed you. You didn't right. want them to be seen. You were I mean, which makes me wonder how many of them were were ditched there 
before they even knew what life really was. Well, there was a so point young. in time. There was a point in time where fucking eighty-eight percent of the residents were children. Yeah. That's fucking, fucking crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, think about it. Um, like we were talking about earlier, if we had been born back then, mm. how we are now, we would we have didn't been there. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's where and we that, would be. Th- that's where it, it hits my heart, just because of, I I have to think about that as, that would have been my past. And the thing is, is I would be in the same boat. Like you said, it was your past to be my same boat. Exactly. And uh, we have a quote from a infamous Dr. Fear. I can't believe that's his fucking name. What a that, name. Yeah, that Insane is just name. He's an, too he, perfect. It's almost like it's a movie, but he, it's real. He's a warden of an insane asylum, and his name is Dr. Fear. So this is a quick quote between an unnamed reporter and Dr. Fear. Uh, Dr. Fear... I don't think there's anything inhumane about it. I have given a few of them intravenous phenobarbital sodium. Otherwise, they would do harm to themselves or others. And the reporter said, otherwise you drug them? Dr. Fear said, absolutely. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, like, he's, he's trying to pussyfoot around right there is well, what he's trying to do. On TV. Yeah. Just, yeah, I drug him. I drug him. Just he no, didn't even f- try no to fight that. Given, yeah. yeah, he didn't even try to fight that. He was just like, yep. That's that's what the phrase that I you know in all my experiences they call chemical restraints, you know, and that's yep. that's one thing that uh, sadly enough I hate to put it this way sadly enough there wasn't enough medication for the amount like because they were grossly overpopulated. Yeah, the whole that's time. true. There's just no way in hell that everybody got what they needed. I, I yeah, people were were starving and. Um, well, you saw the yeah. images where people didn't even have clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot the majority of them. There was I saw images where none of them had shoes, which I mean I I, I can understand that because shoelaces, shoelaces you could use it yeah. as a weapon. You can, you know, so a lot of those things are taken away. But it it was just saddening to think that they don't even have something as simple as shoes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's you look at a lot of those images, and I, on a very like uh, wary note, I encourage you to look at these images if you're interested. And if you can, uh, if you can handle, you have to have a strong too. stomach. Yeah. yeah, you really do, and you have to understand what's really happening in these images. Yes. But yeah, we're going to continue on the story of of Penhurst, and what was what we talked about it earlier. The large majority was children. Yeah. And a lot of it was abandoned kids, kids that. One of the things that got me when I was reading, like there was a huge percentage of kids that were admitted because they stutter. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Or what about the ones who were admitted because they were lesbians or, or oh, gay? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's to be able to just like, dude, I, I can't even imagine that Because today. they consider that a mental disorder. Yeah. Up until uh, fairly recently, people were still arguing that. And I, I remember just thinking how horrid that is. It really is. Yeah. And, and like I, I kept telling myself, like, don't get crazy dark, don't get crazy dark. But, you know, I think about think about growing up as a young gay man a young lesbian whatever mm-hmm. you identify as and then you're thrown in an asylum to re- or mean, living I, your life i hate to use the word asylum at this point because mm-hmm. it's not an asylum it's like at the definition i gave at the top of the show it's not an asylum it's a sanitarium it's a prison yeah right? and these people were put through like those images i showed you of people that were left in straight jackets for days at a time they said they blindfolded them too yeah they called that the tranquilizer yeah yeah. All, all kinds of different things that they did to them that just to basically immobilize them, which in my opinion that was a way to for break them their to, spirit too, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Yeah, but if they immobilized them, it's less. They basically, they didn't have to take care of them as much. Right. Right. Yeah. That's what. Like at the top, we were talking about like the phenobarbital sodium. Like yeah. he's like, so you drug them? Absolutely. Definitely. 
Yeah. Know? You know, and at that time, mental health, they just didn't know what to do with people. Right. Yeah. Oh, and, and a lot of my reading is like at that time, the reason these things were okay is because nobody really knew what else to do. Yeah. It's, you know, like, oh, okay, we contain these people. but That was also during a very Freudian area, yeah, area yeah, too, yeah. where... Yeah. That that's, yeah, that's a totally true. different uh, take upon psychology. Yeah, um, it's all about your mother. Yeah, which you know I hate to say that, but it's true. Like in Freudian psychology, everything that's wrong with you is about your mom. Yeah, everything that's wrong with you. But you know they they put people in there that had a speech impediment, that had a stutter, that had had uh, like you could have any issue wrong oh, with you. Oh, ADD, bipolar. Yeah. Um, you could have one. You could have one bipolar breakdown, and like, okay, you're going to Penners. Yeah. Or even a disability. If you were born disabled, you were thrown in there too. Well, one of the things I saw is like maybe if you were born with fucking one less finger, they throw you fucking in there. That, literally, you could be born with yep. with one less fucking finger or toe, and they're like, that's where we'll get into that later with the eugenics, is they didn't want you to breed. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't want back then. That was a thing, and and they there there wasn't the only one where they were throwing people in like that. Mm-hmm. There was other ones, but we're just focusing on Penhurst today. Yeah, yeah. Penhurst was. Uh, we decided to focus on Penhurst because it's the worst. Agreed. Fair it's the worst. That's it, it's this weird spotlight that I felt like I wanted to shine on it because I don't know why. It, it just, I felt necessary. Like when I started thinking about it, like when I came up with the idea of lobotomy. And then you like, oh, there's more. It's like, oh, shit, yeah, there's a lot more. <laughs> well, what I like about it is I, I'm a strong believer in that if you don't learn about your history, you're doomed to repeat it. Oh, absolutely. So if if people aren't aware of these things happening and happening in our past, then you know we, we are at risk of doing them all over again. Yeah, and that's what's scary. Mm-hmm. It, so how many times has, has it, it repeated itself? Like, that just... When it comes to mental health, that really scares me because mm-hmm. there were so many things they did in like the 1600s and 1700s. Oh, wit- you were a witch and they burned you? Yeah. Or mm-hmm. all kinds of other torturous things they did to oh, people? S- say you were bipolar in the 1500s. What are they going to do with you? You know. Like, oh, yeah. It's you were not cons- your fault. It was considered hysteria. Hysterical. And, yeah. yeah and, and or women a lunatic. Were the ones, yeah, it depended on whether you were male or female or whatever. They, they had different you know terms for it Mm -hmm. and but all of the um all of the punishment for it was just horrific it it, it's evolved over time too from the different devices they use to psychological abuse i would argue that's the worst i completely agree um i i grew up bullied and you know and that that, most of that was psychological abuse i Mm -hmm. can't even imagine growing up in nowadays oh yeah definitely helpless because trying to explain it to some people that i needed help because they were doing this this and this and it just went on deaf ears because they're just like basically suck it up mm-hmm. and that's how it was back when we were kids they, they there wasn't a real focus on getting your child young and diagnosed so they can live a more fulfilled life it was back then was just basically that everything was place. suck it up yeah. yeah if they can't handle it put them in this place yeah just get rid- and that's a crazy thing to think about yeah like the stigma to di- from today till then like uh like you were just saying today you could display issues and get help yes back then oh you displayed an issue and you were put away for a long time oh most it's of not, the time for the rest, rest of your, your life. life yeah and one of the things that got me which we've talked about a lot is just the footage that was released 
Just the diff- like what got me is like the people like rocking back and forth in their beds. And- oh yeah, and, it, and to me, some of it I think was because of where they were living, and it just it would exacerbated have to induce, it would have their- to induce anxiety. Oh yeah, it, it, it made to. everything they had worse, and and that's just that you know they're tortured souls just in in, in from the get go because yeah. of the time that they were born and what they were going through and then to be thrown into a place like that that was dilapidated and falling apart and I mean you saw some of the walls were were like water stained and plaster was missing it's the conditions is what blows my mind the most there was one where they had a picture I saw and there was a hole in the wall and one of the patients was staring through it and you could see how bad because that was obviously a time when there were patients there and they were dealing with that type of that's crazy and I imagine that you know before they are discovered that they're going to be a lot more cruel as far as you know they're, the way that they treat the patients and too. especially to each other too. oh yeah I, w- I didn't even think about that until you were saying it like the, like the way patients could be to each other think about the violence exactly well they, they talk about that in some of the articles I was reading or you know history of um, that they would bite each other. They it's would crazy. see him with bite marks and bruises and scratches and, you know, who knows what else. Well, and there's no way the staff could keep up with that many people. No. Like, uh, I have it written down that there was, at one point in the 60s, that there was 900 more people than they were ready to deal with. God damn. That's crazy. That and just proves that they, they forgot about people. With, with that many patients over capacity... They they probably put people to punish them, being like, "We'll stick you over here, and you'll yeah. le- you'll you know learn about it," and then just forgot where they stuck them. That that's horrible. A lot of people died that way. Yeah. A lot of people died that way. They just got thrown into Penhurst and just forgotten. Yeah, that's yeah. that happened a lot. It happened a lot. So uh, there was a weird thing I found like when you were checked into Penhurst, there was like this checklist. So they went uh, physical, mental, and dental. That was their checklist when you got uh, admitted to... So if you had some bad teeth, you are automatically on one of the checklists? Well, check this out. Check oh, this shit. out. So when you were checked in, you're phys- like on physically, you were checked as imbecile or insane. That's your, So that- there's no third option there. No. If they're just like, well, they're you're taking you here, so you, you belong. Yeah, and that, that's your physical check-in. Imbecile wow. or insane. Oh, shit. Your mental check-in was healthy or epileptic. Yeah. Like that, like your mental check-in. You got one of those check marks as you were getting checked in. Healthy. I wish you guys could have seen my face I there. I was jaw dropped. <laughs> Healthy or epileptic? That's that's almost offensive. That is offensive. Uh, yeah, that, that. But that was the times. It was 1908, yep. and that's they got to do whatever they wanted to. Yeah. And then the last one was dentally. Like I said, they had your. There was actually three on this one. <laughs> it was good, poor, or treated. And if you were in good or poor, they just yank your teeth out. Yeah. Oh. I think they did that too in some um, asylums was to prevent the biting, biting. issue. Yeah, biting. Because yeah. you can bite with your gums and it's probably not going to break skin, whereas it would yeah. with teeth. There was a couple doctors that, uh, in my reading, a couple doctors that thought that there was like mental illness like derived and like pressure created by the teeth in your skull. So this guy would pull, there was a couple doctors that would pull teeth out thinking it would uh, help mental illness. So I was treated as teeth pulled. Yeah, 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 good point. That's That's a good point, yeah. It's a tooth yank. Your teeth yanked out so you're not crazy anymore. Wow. Imagine if it was that fucking easy. So what are they feeding them there? It's it's obviously just got to be like oatmeal mush. It was, uh, um, 
what I saw is there was a lot of nearby farms that would supply their because they did have a kitchen. They did have like a. Oh no! But what I'm saying is, if they're all missing no teeth. their teeth, what are they feeding them? Probably oatmeal. Or That's what I'm guessing. Grits or mush or yeah. or nothing. Not or that's, fucking yeah. nothing. I saw a picture where they had um, them lined up for a meal, and just it was row upon row upon row. You cannot of imagine how many people. You just yeah. cannot imagine how many people. Yeah, the the thing that blew me away is I don't know, but they all had empty bowls. They hadn't served them, so I'm wondering if they get if it was like they served until they ran out. So if you're in I'm the back, sure that you got happened. screwed. I'm sure that happened. I'm a, I'm a hundred percent sure that happened. Like you line up for. I'm sure there was fights that happened. Like who gets in line first? I'm sure that fucking happened. They got it. Like when I go around this stuff, I hate I hate it, but I put myself in that scenario. Imagine. Imagine being in that time and like, okay, you got your food bowl, and that's like one of your possessions. Yeah, that, that's one of the things you get to have. Like, here's my food bowl, like my dog. Yeah. And then feeding time, there's only so much. Yeah. You know, that's. Then, like I said again, that's, that's, that's psychological abuse right there. Yeah, it's a way to control people. It's a way to control people. Like, mm-hmm. when you control somebody's food, sleep, water, and I think there's one other category, but that's how you brainwash somebody. Mm-hmm. Food, sleep, water, and something else. I forget what the, the last one is. but that That's how you get somebody under control. Yep. Man, yeah. I'm trying to not go so dark, guys. I'm so sorry. But we were right there. We were already talking about the overcrowding. That was, like, my next thing. There's just so many people, like, beds next to beds next to beds. Yep. Just not enough medication for people. Well, they, they showed them two um, straight jacket tied to radiators. Because they didn't crazy? even have a bed for them. That, the, one of the main reasons I chose to use that picture is it just infuriated me yeah because you can see those two kids are terrified they're fucking terrified yeah they probably well and then there's no saying how long they'd been there or and I hate to say this or if they've pissed themselves yep. or if I'm sorry but that's, the, that's on the fucking truth that's the yeah. fucking truth and like when you look at those images it just fucking blows your mind well, think about the person who got forgotten. The the mummified uh, lady. That one still that gets one, me. How, that how was the one we talked like, about at the top of the show. In, in, and you, you, know, can, you can see the shackles on her legs. Yep. You can see the, the decomposition that, that happened around her from obviously her bodily fluids. That, yeah. I mean, like, that's intense. It really is. And there's no, there's no softening that. No. Yeah, to be forgotten. More like, because I looked at it. I wrote down the name of the person that that was, and I chose not to use her name. It was a female. I chose not to use her name just out of respect. Yeah. Long, big thing is that she was schizophrenic and didn't interact with people well, so they left her until she fucking died. And then she was there for like four months before they went and got her. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, oh my I don't gosh. mean to get dark. But that's, no, that's, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, that, that's the truth of that image, and it's pretty fucking scary. Agreed. Yeah. So the, we talked about it earlier. It got so fucking big that it became its own little city. Yeah. You know they had the. It was. I was looking into it. It fucking. It was. They had a full on fucking fire station. They had a full on. Well, most of it was a quote unquote hospital. Yeah. Well, but, what, what disturbs me is they had their own crematorium. Yes. So how much do you think was going on with experiments and stuff where they just disposed of the body? I bet you that was most of the sm- the smokestack that you see in the pictures. Yeah. That sucks. That stood out to me when I saw that because... Well, think about that kind of overcrowding, that kind of mental illness, that kind of under-medication, how many people are dying. Yep. And then that's just the fucking scary-ass truth. That, that's how, like, I guarantee you at least... This is just me throwing out a ballpark number. 
and it's low. I, I, I bet you at least 10 people a day died. Yeah. I bet you. I, I bet you. Whether they were discovered or not. Like, whether they sat in a corner or... Well, some of them, when they showed them there, there's, there's whole hallways that were basically just blocked off. Fucking crazy, right? So they're living there with areas where they're like, don't go there, it's so dangerous, we had to block it off. Yeah, because there's no, like, the ceiling's falling in. Yep. And, and they yeah. probably left people back there when they blocked it you off. You bet they did. I didn't even thought where about else that. Where else are they going to put them? They didn't have room. Like, yeah. fuck them, fuck them. They're, they're paid for already. Or we'll it's like the, the floor fell in. They're just like, they're not worth going over there to get. Just leave them there. Yeah. That's a horrible fucking... That's Imagine a, that feeling like, of just seeing them and then seeing that blocked and the, off and it, knowing you're stuck. And they just walk away. Yeah. And as, a, as a kid, too. Dude, yeah. most like we talked about earlier, most of them were kids. Imagine if you were a kid that had a cleft palate, and that was the only, that was all that was wrong with you. And yeah, that's just sad. That's sad. I mean, it's sad for any of them, you know, to to be there, but especially ones that didn't have any mental illness at all. They were just were put there put because there. society didn't want them. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm upset. Okay. No, understandable. I think it's <laughs> bullshit too. So here's a kind of a lighter note. In 1913, you know, it's you know, it was several years after they opened. Five years. Yeah. yeah. You know, in 1913, there was a commission. It was a commission passed by the federal fucking government for the care of feeble-minded and retarded people. That's how it was stated. Wow. But that was the time. Mm-hmm. That you know, that wasn't a bad word at that right. point. But at least the government started doing something. That's true. You know, and that's actually where Penhurst got all of his fucking money to start building more buildings. From the government. Yeah, so it's it was intended to help them, but all they did was just they, they built, abused the system. Yeah, they built buildings, loopholes. Yeah, you know, yeah exactly loopholes. Yeah. Basically, I, I'm guessing they probably did stuff because they found out that if they didn't have such and such, they'll be shut down. Right. And so they're like, oh well, we'll build that, and yeah. then we'll stay. I mean, I'm not for certain on that one, but that's something that's that makes sense. More or to less. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And the the other dark side of that, you know. You know, it was kind of a positive, but at this point, it actually calls for anybody with any mental illness whatsoever, and they're not allowed to be a citizen. They're not allowed. They're not allowed to actually. They're not allowed to, uh, allotted any rights as a citizen. You're basically an object at that point. Yeah, and what they stated was the actual bill when when it passed was uh, anybody with any mental illness of any time is to be taken into state care. And <clears throat> that's. Dude, state care. That's very scary. Yeah, state care. That that's even to this day. I don't day, know what it is about that phrase. Care. I don't know what it is about that phrase. Yeah. That, that just it just hits me because my dad initially was taken into state care, and I said, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, thinking about the kids who fall through the cracks the these days when the state comes and takes them out of their home for whatever reason, and to this day they're still lost. Yeah. And the, the crazy thing is it was backed by the government. Yeah. It was backed by the government. Even uh, Dr. Fear put out a statement. He said, every feeble-minded individual is a potential criminal. That's why it was so easy to put people away. Mm-hmm. They, you, could, you could have dyslexia. Yeah. They said ADD. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like they're pushing it. They just, whatever they could make up to get somebody admitted is what it seems they, like to me they wonder why they were overcrowded yeah well and, and like, i'm not saying the mental illness is is made up i'm saying that family members would probably just make up 
something oh, to yeah, get him admitted. Oh, yeah, she has outbursts. Yeah, right. exactly. Just because they didn't want him anymore. Well, and what we were just talking about all ties back to eugenics. Like, mm-hmm. it, sadly to say, that was a part of it at the time. Like, they were trying to... We t- we've mentioned it more than once, but just trying to keep people from breeding. Mm-hmm. Trying to keep people from, like, I said earlier, like, oh, he was born with six toes. We can't, can't let him have a kid. Because he's going to be a potential criminal. Uh, yeah, he's going to be a potential criminal because maybe... Maybe he gets angry a little easy or something like that, you know? Yeah. That, that's what blows my mind, just how, e- how easy it was. Just like, oh, yeah. you know, you, li- you lived in that area of Pennsylvania. Guess where you're going? <laughs> yeah. It's probably not even just Pennsylvania, probably that area. Oh, no, area. there are, there are yeah, other probably. places. Oh, yeah. It said that they scouted, like, or not really <laughs> scouted, but, like, people would come to them and to be admitted or like not interviewed like, or whatever. Like their family member admitted interesting yeah and so it was it was kind of like i don't want to say renowned but it's because it was so well big known, people yeah. came to that place that makes sense the more it's built up they probably drew well, a yeah. lot more well people. you know and we're we're still talking about a time before that news article hit the thing and, right and like shut everything down yeah before they they You're, tried to make themselves seem so great and they were not Oh, they were the worst. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm surprised I didn't think about that. Like, because this, what, the, what you just mentioned was before they really got their reputation. So people probably lined up. Like, yeah. Like, That's oh, why they were overcrowded. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm bipolar. Or, or my, my sister's bipolar. Or my, my dad's senile. Or I had an illegitimate child that I want to take care of. Here you go. Yep. It sucks that that was the case, but it was. Yep. <laughs> and the, 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 I, and a lot of my reading, one thing that really disturbed me is the general public just agreed with everything. They were just like, like I said earlier, like, oh, we don't know what to do. Just Well, they don't know all the extent of what's going on. This was before the article. Yeah, it, so. They were like, oh, yeah, you know, you treat them however you need to treat them. And they didn't know that there was shock therapy going on. They didn't know that there was isolation therapy. Or if they did, they didn't know what it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, they back couldn't then, comprehend they... what it even was. Yeah. The, honestly, at that time, you... Well, they probably didn't care so much. Just the person that was sent there probably deserved it in their minds. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that, that's what's, yeah, like the general populace was just like, whatever, that's where they go. That's where they go. Like, oh, he uh, he started a fight in public and then he resisted arrest while in, in prison. So send him to Pennhurst. Sure. Or the uh, woman had an emotional outburst and yeah. that's not allowed. Mm. So send her to Pennhurst. You know, the, you know I think I brought this up before, but you know where the word hysteria came from? I'm, I know it, but I'm not sure of its origin. It's, it's tied to hysterectomy. Hmm. It literally, the word hysteria is di- literally, li- literally, the word hysteria is tied to a woman being crazy. That that's fucked up, right? That uh, makes me even angrier than I was about uh, that. That that's always been like a sore spot yeah, to me. Just yeah. how they'd be like, well, she it's has hysteria. hysteria. Yeah, because they they would they used to give what do they call it when a hysterectomy? They would give hysterectomies to women that were were hysterical. Yeah. It's fucking crazy man we did some <laughs> there's there's times when people were impregnated in the asylums i'm not sure oh, i haven't done that, research I'm sure on that, that a lot. here i'm sure that happened a lot but then they would perform it was not the abortion co- oh, there it was co-ed it's not like they separated the sexes yeah and uh i know in in some of the places they uh they would perform their own um abortions oh absolutely just to kind of cover up what happened because it's probably sometimes was the actual employees who yeah. were raping the patients you, I, I would venture to guess it was more than 50% of the time. More than... Yeah, because... They, I mean, they I, have the access. Yeah. The access. Yeah. 
Back then, no one said anything. They didn't have any protection yeah. for him or anything like that. Nobody who had their voice be- either. Who are they going to yeah. believe? Yeah. The criminals? No. No. And like we were talking before, that my next point is in the in the 1960s was kind of about it's uh, where it was just crazy. They were, where that's where this it was like a huge compound, and this is the point that they were 900 about 900 people over. You know, like the bed. Like I saw some footage where the beds were so close together you couldn't even walk between them. It's fucking insane. Yeah, people, I saw that. They showed the people shackled to them too. And fucking children in cages and shit. Yeah. That's that's what I think was the cusp. Was you know, because this is right now we're getting into the the year 1968 when the article that we keep referring to was written, and that was uh, "Suffer the Little Children." You brought up the the author's name before. Bill Baldini. I don't have the hardest time remembering that guy's name. I don't know what it is. He's he's got he sounds like he could be like a baseball player. Baldy. Yeah. I had to bring some levity there. So yeah. So this is uh his documentary that was a five part series. That's where people started to actually see this is when it really in nineteen sixty eight when people really started to see what was happening there. Cause they didn't I can't believe they didn't restrict his footage at all. He was completely allowed to walk around everywhere and they probably didn't think that they were that bad. If they did, they didn't care. Yeah, that's true. And at that point, like they, the stuff that I saw on that, on that uh, documentary, like they wouldn't be able to air that shit today without censorship and like oh, bl- yeah. blurred out stuff. It just it's crazy, you know. Like the people, people saw the the kids locked to fucking. The kids locked to radiators, fucking kids in cages, yeah. adults locked inside adult say, adult sized cribs. That's insane. That's, <laughs> yeah. And then that all had to do with all the overcrowding, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, they just didn't have anywhere to put anybody. And, and of course, this led to a lot of people living in their own filth. You know, it's kind of a horrific to think about. And for, like I was talking about earlier, that feels one of the most barbaric things to make somebody live. Yeah, like that's cruel. That, yeah, that's pretty much they're a prisoner at that point. Uh, prisoner is probably the best word. You know, like prisoner, mm-hmm. they're they're a prisoner in more than one way at that point. It's fucking. I can only imagine being. Oh yeah. They would be broken as a person, just completely broken. Whatever human, you know, humane part of themselves when they came into the, the asylum. Mm-hmm. was no longer there if they left or if they were there for however long before they died mm-hmm. they're just broken and if you there's like we talked about earlier if you there's a lot of cases if you died you just died mm-hmm. i bet that's probably why they had the morgue with the crematorium yeah so they could just because they had people dying left and right probably yeah because you'd said about mercury yeah injecting fucking mercury that's crazy yeah the and, and I, I, mean, I still like, can't. Un- I can't. Still can't believe that. You'd think that if they did it once, they'd be like, "Oh, oh this guy died my like bad. In, this guy died in like thirty seconds." Yeah, we probably shouldn't do that. But what was it? They're like, "Well, we'll just try different, different ways to do it, as <laughs> if it's gonna make it." Do. And what's crazy? It gets way worse than mercury. They did so much shit to people. It, like, one thing I, I do want to. We really focused on how bad it was. Mercury was nowhere near the worst thing they did to people. Like, well, then a little bit later, we'll get into like ice baths and the tranquilizer and spinning. And yeah. The mercury, like you were saying, like one injection and the fucking person dies. Like, how many times does that take? And like, it's almost like they were doing it to just throw away people. 
Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, let's make another chair. Let's make another bed. Yep. Yeah, that's, I never thought about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure, but I wouldn't be surprised. Well, and then it went as far as, like, the orderlies actually abusing patients, actually making them fight and organize fights. That's just sick. Beating and stealing from them to where that's a lot of times that's why they were naked because the orderlies took shit from them. Wow. Yeah, nobody did anything. No. Yeah, no, because it shows them they're naked, just kind of rocking back and forth. Yeah, it's like, and I hate to keep going back to that, but I've showed you guys a lot of images. So it's just, man, like, if you're out there listening, just put yourself in this place for a minute. Listen to our voices and just kind of take this in. And mm-hmm. I just want to, this is like an experience at this point. <laughs> so here's the bright side. In 1974, there was a class action suit actually filed by the government again. It was actually this time backed up by the state of Pennsylvania. So that's when they actually started coming in and giving them more money and actually taking people out. Because mm-hmm. there for a while, they just weren't letting people out. Right. So this, you know, finally, all the shit from the TV show and all the, like, the bad news press and all that, like, patients are finally getting released. They still went yeah. around for 20 years, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, but, you know, the, here's the bright side. Patients are getting let go. Yeah. You know, and that's that's unprecedented in Penhurst. Sure. Like actually, like that one guy that I took the biography from, he was like the only person I could really find that was notable that was in Penhurst and left. Hmm. Probably nobody else is able to be coherent enough to write a book or anything like that. Right. You know, and can you imagine how your life would be after living that and then just being released into society? Yeah, you just let go. Yeah. You know, in a lot of those cases, it's like what we get a lot of homeless people these days is they mm-hmm. are in prison for this, that, or the other thing, have no nothing to fall back on. Mm-hmm. And they're just they're like, okay, you're out of prison now. Here's the clothes that you got here in. Peace out. N- no help. And that's, Penhurst was no better than that. Penhurst is probably worse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I mean, think about that if you'd been in there for years and you come out and there's things such as cell phones and computers and holograms all kinds of different things that they would just be like this is like and you're already indoctrinated indoctrinated into being and you know what do they call it when prisoners get used to institutionalized, being institutionalized yeah. mm-hmm. and they're just dependent on like yeah. the food being given to them and their medication and all that stuff taken care of for them they don't have to provide that's it. a real thing that's crazy that's a mm-hmm. real thing i didn't even think about that until you until you like put it in my head like i'm sure a lot of patients were just let go and probably fucking locked back up three days later yeah that's fucking horrible to think about yeah Yeah, imagine the ones who were forced to fight that's breathing like that's breathing anger that's breathing I guarantee you they took violent patients I guarantee you they took patients that were already violent and they had already but yeah but it had to make make things like extraordinarily worse Mm. because you're basically telling them that they're that they're outburst is okay okay. Yeah, and that's that's the worst thing you could do, because mm-hmm. they're, quote unquote, in there for recovery, mm-hmm. and you take them down to fight. Like, yeah, that's great. And as far as I could see, none of the orderlies went to the j- went to, went to the jail went to jail for that. Not one orderly actually got reprimanded for that mm. shit. Because they the thing is is like the patients couldn't point out who did it. Oh yeah. And, and if they did, they they were like, whatever. He's fucking. You know, yeah, he's he's got one leg shorter than the other. What is he? You know, whatever. Sure. Yeah. But on the bright side, it closed in 1987. So a lot of those, a lot of the patients that were there, I hate the phrase that I found it was called liquidated. 
they they spread them out into other nearby facilities that aren't fucking Penhurst, so they got treated oh, wow. they got treated a lot better. A lot of them actually got the treatment they needed and actually became like functioning citizens again. Nice. Yeah, so that's you know it took it took an entire what like three decades from when they first started getting complaints. When they they first exposed it basically. Yeah, and then to get shut down. That's yeah. crazy. Okay, so we we covered like what Penhurst was and what's kind of kind of painted a picture for you guys. So now we're gonna go through some of the practices, the way people were treated. We're not gonna we're not gonna like get graphic. We're just gonna explain what happened to people. Yeah, I think that's the best way, right? Agreed. Yeah, you know I don't want to. Yeah. So the first one we're gonna go on, which is the most, which is the inspiration for this episode. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about the lobotomy. That's the part that made me physically ill. Yeah, you know, yeah. I made the mistake of watching videos. Mm. Oh, I've, yeah. Unfortunately, I've I've seen them because I was curious um, about it in the past. Because just knowing that that happened to people like me in yeah. the past made me be like, what if something relapsed and they started doing that crap again? And yeah. I watched it and it was just like, oh my god, it's scary god. shit. It's yeah. fucking scary shit. And like, they didn't use anesthesia. No. Nothing like that. Mm. So uh, doctors at the time referred to the lobotomy as human salvage, not salvation. I think that's that's horrible. Human salvage. That's disgusting. And that basically tells you at the time they just looked at people like, you know, if they can't fix you with drugs or... or, Abuse. Yeah. Like, well, you know, this man needs a lobotomy. Yep. You know, it's pretty fucking horrible. But uh, they called it the the surgical equipment or the surgical equivalent of amputating the soul, because every time this happened to somebody, they they would come out completely, completely different. different person. Yeah. That's wow. so wow. And it right yeah it really makes you think. They, yeah. Because uh, like I I got some stories as we go as we go a little bit further, but you know people that like people that started to do just out of nowhere behaviors that they would have never had before. Like there was a, I don't want to, like I said, I'm not going to get graphic, but there was a particular individual that never did this beforehand, but after his lobotomy, he couldn't stop masturbating in public. Oh my god! Yeah. And yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like they just fucked they, your they, brain up. They messed, they made him worse. It scrambled his fucking brain. Yeah. It scrambled his fucking brain. But you know, there's a lot of cases like that. And there are some cases of people that come out the other side of it. And that was enough for people, to, for the doctors to be like, okay, let's keep going. At least the results proved that anyway. The yeah. Probably doctored results. You know it. Yeah. So, you know, just for the uninitiated, uh, long story short, a very small summary of what the lobotomy is, is separating a section of the brain, typically the frontal lobe, from the rest of the brain, which is where, like, a lot of your impulse control comes from. Your emotions. Your emotions. A lot of people would say your conscience. So that's... I would say that's severing the most important part of you. Yeah, I, I agree. That's the part of you that makes you you. That's what differentiates you from another person. Right. They're, they're taking, they're essentially taking your life away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like I said, there's some people that came away from it that were completely fine and were like alleviated from their anxiety or whatever. But think about all those other people that just, I think it was like 40% didn't survive. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty violent looking. It's, dude. I mean, like, yeah. if you think about it, would you want to have? No. There's people that did volunteer for a lobotomy. There's people that did volunteer. Like, I, I read one story of this lady. She was a housewife that was 
how it was written out. She was a housewife in 1956, and she had depression, and she tried everything and tried everything and tried everything, and then the lobotomy mobile came by, and she got a got a lobotomy. But she also, after the fact, couldn't spell her own name. Mm. <laughs> and there's no going back. No, once it's done, it's done. Oh my God! You know the brain. The brain is like you said earlier is the source of where you are, who you at. <laughs> that was pretty funny, but I'm gonna keep going. So it was actually, they would like to say that it was a last resort, but they would do it for anything. Sure. It's just like admittance to Penhurst. Like they would. If you were gay, if you had a speech impediment, if you deformity, and yeah, they were like, oh, let's just, let's just, you know, and it was so brutal. Well, actually, it didn't start out brutal. When it when it was actually very first introduced in the, in the early 1930s, they actually required a neurosurgeon there to do it. Wow. Yeah, well, it's because they they went in a completely different way, like not through your nose. Uh, or, I mean, not through your eye. Right, it, yeah. it actually, like, would cut a hole in your skull. They use this weird-looking little tool called the leucotome. I had to, like, spell it out, like, three times to say it, right? <laughs> nice. Like, I wish I actually would have done what you did and, like, did, like, Google Voice and, like, had it say it out loud to me. But it says, it's spelled L-U-C-O-T-O-M-E. That was the name of the tool, leucotome. Oh. But it was super fragile. Like, that's where they would, I'll have it written down later, but they would cut a, literally cut a hole into your skull. A neurosurgeon had to be there to like guide who was ever doing it to cut out the right part. But the thing is, is it only it was a two-day seminar to be certified to do oh, this. Oh wow! A, so a anybody day, could do that almost. A two-day seminar just to. That just blows my mind. Yeah, literally. Well, <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah. I got a choke in. I got a choke in. Good job. But it's that tool was put to use for. It basically it got too fragile because they were trying to find different ways to do it, and this is where the ice pick comes in. Oh, they, my gosh. And that's, to me, like, this is the one they did without anesthesia, and uh, I'll get to the guy that did it, but he would do, like, 30 or 40 in a row. Like, he, he got down to the point where he could do it in, like, fucking 15, 16 seconds. Just bam, bam. Wow. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get into that. But like I said, it was only, like, two days of a seminar the two day seminar was the one where you cut the dude's skull open and went in with a tool right not just not the fucking hammer in the face that's my gosh where who who tells these people that this is okay (laughs) I mean like it's a doctor so he knows what he's talking about obviously (laughs) oh my gosh yeah and like I said before they used the ice pick they used a fucking drill yeah you know and like you mimicked the sound perfectly earlier and, you know, and, and like, you know, oh, yeah. yeah the, the thing is, is like, I'm sure at that point they didn't have like an air power to run in, or so I'm sure it was like by hand. Like, ching, 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 ching. damn, dude. Oh my god, I painted an gnarly picture there. <laughs> but it just blows my mind that it went on for so long, like you said. Mm-hmm. Thousands and thousands of people, I actually have it written down here at by the end of the lobotomy, it was over 400,000 people had received a lobotomy. And, and how much did you put down how the percentage of people who survived from it? It's 40 percent, 40 percent death rate. That is. That's and then yet they were still like, well, you know, it's less than 50 percent. So it's less than, if it was 48, maybe we'd consider it. wonder what the success rate was where they actually got better. Dude, that's I think that would very be, low. I think that would be sub- subjective. 
True. You know, yeah, like, because how do you how do you decide if someone's better if they're just a completely different person, like a vegetable? Oh yeah, that too. That that's basically you've destroyed them as a person, and they have no life left. You might as well just yeah. Well, if there's a reason that they're giving them the lobotomy and they weren't doing showing those signs anymore, then that's well, success in their well, opinion. Here's the thing: is say say like you see some lobotomies, you see like people just completely become invalid. But you see, like, that one person that's just fucking crazy, and then he, like, walks out of it. He's like, wow, I'm fine. Right. Like, so, especially at that time, you'd be like, oh, it They think it's justifiable because of that. Sure, yeah. So what I want to get into next is the side effects of a lobotomy. Yeah. So the main side effects are, uh, this is the actual word I found, was leaving people infantilized. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's the word that I actually infantilize. I imagine that just means infantile. Infantile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah they, well, they turned them back into what they were as babies. Yeah. They, they couldn't really speak. They, you know, just kind of stare off into nothingness. Yeah. They're just, you, like, like I said at the top of this section, it's, it's, it's the, when you remove the soul, what it was, it, uh, when you remove a limb. Amputation of the soul. Oh, yeah. There you go. It's like, it's literally amputation of the soul. Like, the stuff I saw, there's people just, like, the next one I have written down is catatonia. I saw so many images of people just, like, in wheelchairs just looking out a window. Catatonic, yeah. Yeah, that just had a lobotomy. And that's, and I, I saw so many pictures of people post lobotomy and it's the weirdest fucking looking thing. Because depending on what side they go on, they get this huge black eye. Mm. Oh wow! Like, it's you know, like there's you can't see like the little hole or whatever. Right. But it's just this huge black eye because wow. this guy just put an ice pick against their face and hit it with a fucking hammer. Ugh. Dude. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, gnarly. like I, these things blow my mind that someone at one point in time decided that that is okay. How do you start doing that? that, that yeah, that's my <laughs> question. I, I can't ever even think of being like, you like, know oh, what? Oh, this is a good idea. Let's yeah. go put a hole in their head and take away their brain. So you know what? You want to know what's even more crazy? The guy that invented the lobotomy got a Nobel Prize. <laughs> yes, I, I saw that. I was just like, I, it makes me, you know what that did? That just totally made the Nobel Prize to me. Like they, not eventually, they eventually like, revoked it. Okay, well, they that's eventually still. revoked it. But the guy that invented the lobotomy was Igos Moniz, and he he got the patent in 1949. Wow. Yeah. But this was the one that I was talking about earlier, where it was like a surgeon had to be there, but still you only needed two days to fucking learn how to do well, it. Well, it sounds like the 1949 is when the patent came out, so they were doing that before that, which. War, I'm world, sure he did a bunch World of, War II, I'm sure, is probably dude, where it came. Dude, I bet the PTSD. Nazis did that shit, too. Oh, yeah, PTSD. That was one of the, one of the things they gave you a lobotomy for, is PTSD. Mm-hmm. You could have anything wrong. Sure. Yep. This, this, and, the, like, I actually watched some shit that, like, when they did the ice pick lobotomy, they're, actu- they're actually breaking bone. They actually <laughs> go into the eye socket, and they actually break the bone that's right behind your eye. And they literally, literally, it pops in, and they do this. You guys can't. Yeah. You guys can't see my hand, but I'm wiping it. Scrambling it like eggs. Yeah, and then they pull it out, and you're done. Mm. Yeah, and they stand you up, and you walk away. And whether you're oh, dro- I don't know if you're walking away. But from if you're lucky, all the if time. you're lucky, if you're lucky, yeah. So the guy that made the lobotomy fucking crazy is Walter Freeman. He's he uh, he's the one that turned it turned it from the the tool I mentioned earlier into an ice pig, because legitimately he was actually doing lobotomies in his office where like there's depictions of him like 
literally holding people down like with his feet on their shoulders and fucking hammering them <gasps> in the face. Yeah. God damn. Oh, yeah. That's Just, intense, man. Yeah, and he would he would do this two, three hundred times a day. How many times do you think that the success rate was unsuccessful because the patient was so with like they were squirming so you, much they put it through their brain like Could you imagine cuz you know like you have to have your eye open for this fucking shit yeah. to happen like I can't even put my touch my eye to put a contact in Dude yeah no like uh, that's a weird way to put it, but like no, but be, yeah, any little thing going into your eye, yeah, you well, have and a problem you, with that. These people probably knew they're going in there, knowing what they're going to do to mm-hmm. them. So they're struggling, they're screaming, and how do you get that point where that I guess I hate to use it, but sweet spot where you know that you can hammer right then and then, then do it when they're squirming like that. Because I'm sorry, even if I'm willing, I'm not going to sit still. Like <laughs> no, no, exactly. Like you put it, you put an ice pick in my eye and pull up a hammer and be like, "Sit still." I'm gonna be like, "No." It's it's your instinct, your survival instinct, to be like, "No, man, no." Mm, hell fuck no, that. fuck that. And there's a lot of people like, uh, so he had what we talked about earlier, the, the lobotomy mobile. Like he would literally go around from mental patient or mental hospital to mental hospital, doing like 500, 600 lobotomies in a day. Mm. And like he would stop here and like click, <clears throat> you know, like people would walk up, bam, bam. Bam, bam. Like he actually, this is like a nightmare. Yeah, well, there's actually a video of him trying to break his own record. Like he did a lobotomy like in under 20 seconds. Jesus. Yeah, there's a video on YouTube. You can see him doing it. That's appalling. Yeah, and uh, he did it so many times. He ended up actually making so much money from it. He ended up making himself a gold-plated ice pick that he used. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a douchebag, right? Yeah. Hey, it's his moneymaker, man. That guy's going to the bad place. <laughs> going to the bad place. So that guy in particular, the lobotomy kind of started to die off with him, you know, like that, because so many people were coming out of it on the wrong side. But it's, I'm sorry, but if I took my relative and, you know, even if I was like, okay, lobotomy is what happened, and then I brought them home and they were, I had to change Way their, different. Yeah. I had to change their diaper. I had to, yeah. So, yeah, lobotomy, I think, is probably in my opinion the worst yeah yeah so we're gonna move on next to shock therapy and intense and sadly enough shock therapy still exists today yeah it does and it's it's i don't it's barbaric to me i i just can't even imagine the feeling of them just putting so much electricity through your body I've been shocked before by accidentally touching open wires. But nothing like that. Yeah, and then that Not was, repeatedly. No, 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 exactly. And yeah. that was bad enough. I remember just being like, ah, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine them consistently holding oh. that to your head. Well, one of the things I found was bolts. the one of the things I found was the burns. Yeah. That's when the the burn the burn marks on on the people. How do you stand beside them doing this, smelling the burnt flesh yeah. and hair, yeah. and mm. not be like, "Oh my God, this is this is I should it, it not ta- be doing this." It, it takes a certain type type of psychopath. Yeah, to do I think like so. That. Yeah. But uh, uh, electroshock therapy was called electroconvulsion therapy, which the acronym is ECT. That means they did it enough to need a fucking acronym. <laughs> wow. Their, their whole thing is they thought that intentionally causing seizures would actually help mental disabilities. Uh, there's no science behind that. Absolutely not. I mean, well, there might be. There's some weird, 
um, medical science out there, and they document it too. Yeah. But uh, we don't get that. We don't read that. Well, the, the brain, if you look at the brain, like I'm sure you had MRIs and seen the stuff that yeah. they do. Like when you see the brain under, like when you can actually see the synapses firing and what parts of the brain are like active. Yeah. It's just, I, I just, it just blows my mind that you think pumping electricity, that'd, that'd be like throwing gas on a fire. Mm. Yeah. Because the, the whole thing is electrically powered, it's bioelectrically powered. It's like the way I see it is like, you know, throw water on a, a light socket. Yeah. You know, just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, me neither. But uh, the purveyor or the inventor, quote unquote, of electroshock therapy actually took his inspiration from the electric chair. The actual word electrocution came from the electric chair because it's electrocute comp- or it's, it's, ele- it's electricity combined with execution, electrocution. Mm. Oh wow! wow. The, yeah, I you know what? I never put two and two together. Yeah, yeah I didn't know sense. that until I looked into this. Yeah, but that's so uh, pumping. I just can't get behind pumping the extra electricity in your brain to think that it's going to stop something from misfiring. Like I said earlier, it's like pouring ga- pouring gas on yeah. fire. No, I agree with you. But the guy that brought this into fruition, his name is Hugo. I'm gonna have to spell his last name. It's Hugo C E R L I T T I. Sir But it's spelled, so fact check me. So he was actually born in 1877 and died in, died in 1963. He's the one that brought the whole electroshock therapy to the world. Hmm. And he actually had a, an, 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 a, 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 an engineering degree when it comes to electricity. What's called electrician. Nah. So he actually knew how much to like throw into a body and stuff like that that wouldn't kill it. Be too, yeah. yeah, it was around 800 milliamps. Jesus. Yeah, and they would do it from one to six seconds. And, uh, oh six God. seconds, man. One to that? six seconds. And the, the craziest thing is it's still fucking in use in some yeah. places. The 800 milliamps into a human body, like, I don't know how many volts that is. I don't know the conversion. But they... Sounds like a goddamn lot of fucking like, volts, dude. That sounds like a lot worse <laughs> than touching an electric fence. Yeah. Wait, so you volts. said how many, how many volts? It's 800 milliamps. I Think don't about, know. okay, when you t- touch a 9-volt battery to your tongue and how that's enough to be like, ah, why am I doing this? Yeah. Then multiply that how many times and have that inserted straight into your brain? Your brain. Yeah, they have it, they have it put to where it goes right into your brain. Yeah. <laughs> They put electricity. Yeah, I keep saying they put electricity into your brain, but you know, it's widely, like, widely it's not used anymore. But there's still places to do it. I mean, if we know what a what a lightning strike does to somebody, and we're not sticking people out there in the rain to try and get them cured with anything, because we know that that's deadly. Yet we're willing to put that through someone's brain and be like, well, this type is okay. Yeah, and then like all the stuff I saw that like had to put like. Uh, what do they call it when you put something in your a mouth to bite in down? Someone's mouth? Yeah, and they foam at the fucking mouth, mm. and like I saw oh, co- their bodies convulsing all crazy to where they're like arching their back well, on their toes. And when they were, st- and then when they were still working on getting the voltage right, they killed a bunch of people. Right. They like oh, yeah. trying to get that voltage right. They killed a bunch of people. And people they didn't kill probably would just wish they were dead. Yeah. yeah. But- it, like, I could imagine at, at high levels, it could probably, like, fry your motor functions and shit. I wonder if people died after the fact, and, and the the tissue that had to have died in your brain... Because it got cooked. From the, it got cooked. That, it fucking they, got they cooked. might have died from brain infections, mm. from the dead oh, yeah. tissue just yeah. sitting in there. Yeah. Oh, that's a scary thought. Yeah, lobotomy is probably the same thing. Yeah, that's a scary fucking thought. Mm. Especially with a lobotomy, because they put a fucking hole in your head. Yeah. 
and that's no antibiotics. Uh, yeah, yeah. They just sent you on your way. If you could walk after you could they walk. scrambled your brains. <laughs> well, so a lot of the main side effects from uh, from a, a electroshock therapy. I even I hate saying therapy. Yeah, you know, electrocution. Not. Yeah, there you go. Electrocution. <laughs> one of the main side effects was memory loss. Most most patients reported. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, most most patients reported not remembering even being shocked. Yeah. Which is it's probably your brain short circuiting. Yeah. yeah. It's probably just electricity just blocking yeah. out that really painful memory. Well, it, even not even blocking out the painful memory. It's that your brain works on electricity. It probably just like you know just shorted everything out. It's like your yeah. it's like the power going out when it rains. Yep. That's crazy. And then headaches, of course. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. No way. No, no. Like, I, I, I've, had, I've had a bad nap and my head hurt. I can only imagine being shocked to where I'm unconscious. First, yeah. Like, talk about a hangover. Oh, my gosh. And then last but not least, nausea. Because we already talked about the burn marks. It makes you nausea just thinking about nauseous. N- nauseous, about yeah. Dude, yeah. Like, I, I can only imagine getting shocked so much where you threw up. I hate I hate to phrase it that way, but I just I'm one I can't handle vomit, so Oh I hear you. so we'll move yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the next one we talked about a little bit before when we talked about the dental stuff, like if you had any issues with your teeth they'd fucking yank them out. Because they you know, there was this whole school of thought to where like teeth pushed on your brain in one way or another. Fucking yank all your teeth out. So now say maybe you're twenty years old with a couple fucked up teeth, they yank all your teeth out and you're stuck in an asylum. How did that help you for the rest of your life? When, yeah. Especially yeah, when you no. get out of there. Yeah, if you get out of there, you're going to have to get dentures. If you're lucky. If to. you're lucky enough to afford them. Yeah, or you even get, get out. out. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's. I've had teeth pulled. I've had Novocaine. But I could only imagine. They, I'm sure they didn't give a fuck. I've had work done on my teeth where they're using the drill. And even through the Novocaine, you can still feel that shit. Yeah. Y'all so I too? can't imagine with... Uh, just making a, every just, single one just yank. doing it yeah and they do it all at once too yeah do it all at once and then you can't the one of the ones that scared me when i looked into it is they did bloodletting oh that's one yeah. of the ones that that just gets me like they use like, leeches. how do you they fucking think that's shit. working yeah blocking the door. well you know at that time a lot of the shit was like well, some of it, they, yeah some of it they felt that it, you had demons in your body and if they would did such and such some sometimes i know in the past i'm not sure if they did it at Pen, penhurst or not but they would drill a hole in your head to yeah. release the the demon within. yeah we have that how did we pronounce it earlier it was trephination yes trephination yeah where they would drill a hole in your head and like to release the demons or release the yeah. pressure the thing is is in modern day surgery they actually do 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 that when you have bre- uh, hemorrhage on the brain yes but yeah. not because not because you're, you're crazy you're crazy mm. yeah they don't drill a hole in your head because you see purple dinosaurs nobody else does yeah but <laughs> that's uh, that's scary yeah so the next one I have is the tranquilizer. I talked to you about this one. Uh, people that would act up, they'd put a, a box or a bag over their head, tie them down to a chair, and leave them to three to seven days. Leave, leave, them, leave them to shit themselves. And they'd bring them water and food, and that was it. Like, I, I, saw, the, I saw one of the hoods that still exists at a, it's at a museum. It's like a box with like a door latch on the front, and it's just big enough to open the latch up and like spoon feed and like give them mm. water and food. Yeah. And they leave you. They basically leave you there till you stop fucking causing a scene. I am literally just like yeah. The shit that the shit that I found. There's a lot of stuff that I chose to leave out. Yeah. But that one in particular, I thought 
it was pretty rough. Like for me, because I'm claustrophobic, I'd lose my shit. Oh, yeah. yeah if, if I was tied down to a chair mm. and had a box over my head. Mine isn't even claustrophobia. I just hate feeling tied down. And, and if, if I I'll find it, yeah, it. if no one says anything about it, I'll be fine. But if someone points it out, they're like, you know, you can't get out of here if oh, you want me too. to. Me then too. I start freaking out. I'm like that, like in elevators, it pops in my head yeah. right away. But you're exactly right. Like, as soon as I notice that yep. I, as soon as I notice that I don't have an immediate way out, I yep. fucking lose my shit. Yeah, like, and think about that. Out. You're shackled, you're blindfolded, you're. The lying shackles, in your man. own filth. Mm. Every like every time we've talked about the shackles, for me, for some reason, that just gets me. Yeah. Like even even if they only do two limbs, like say they got both your legs or both your hands, fuck. Yeah. You know, it takes I, away a lot would, of what you can do. What would be worse? Who do you think? Like, as far as like. Well, I, I would have to say. Because if you had both your legs done, but <clears throat> like maybe you had something to sit on, it wouldn't be too bad. But if you had both your hands done. See, my hands would be the one that would get me just because yeah, right, I talk with right. my hands. I, I'm, I'm an well, artist, I would feel so I'm a musician. I would, feel, I would feel so much more trapped if my hands yeah. were... Well, th- to me, it's also a self-defense thing. Mm-hmm. What you, you immediately want to throw fists and, and grab something or do something when someone's coming at you. But when you have that, you, you, already, you already feel helpless in this place. You're right, yeah. And then they totally take your... your Ability to try and even remotely defend yourself. Well, they're just 100% taking away your humanity at that point. Exactly. That's a great point. Like, I think my hands tied is where I would panic. Yeah. If, if my feet were tied, I'd be able to deal with it You're easier. You're stuck in a room anyway. It's not with probably 30 other people. Yeah. And screaming and doing it like rocking back and forth. Yeah, and God and only knows what sounds you're hearing. Yeah, and, and you're just you're just stuck there. God, we keep reiterating that, but yeah. Sh- so the next one, which would be torture to me, is hydrotherapy. They would put you in an ice bath. I talked about ice baths when we first started looking into this topic. The typical temperature for the water I saw was they would run at regulation 48 degrees. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that they would do is hold you underneath till unconsciousness and pull you back up. Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, they, you'd have to get in the bath, and then they literally like you saw the. I started to do those pictures where those people had those things around their necks. Mm-hmm. The they would literally grab them by the top of their head and push them down. Yeah, and there's nothing they could do because they were literally. It, it was like an iron tub yeah, where they with had a hole. A, a hole for their neck and head, and nothing else. Yeah, and then they would wait till you stop kicking, then pull your head back up. That that's torture. That's absolutely. How many torture. people do you think they killed doing that? Who knows. Who knows how many people just like they didn't come back after they pulled their head out? Yeah, I mean they're just gone. You know, the, the cold water torture to me seems so horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, we grew up here in Tucson. You know, we're not really used to ice water, but forty eight no. degrees, forty eight degrees—that's almost Fucking freezing. Cold, yeah. That's almost freezing. <laughs> yeah. The one here's the, this next one that I have is one that in particular for me that I kind of like. It's called spinning. They would strap you almost crucified to this board. And they would literally spin you like a like a oh, like a wheel of wheel, like wheel yeah. of, like wheel of fortune, and the Dude. and the whole reason that it was supposed to be a treatment is it would spin the blood out to your brain and get more blood to your brain. Yeah, Why wouldn't they just hold it upside down for a little bit? Right. <laughs> See, my big thing is if I was already I already mentioned this when we first started talking about it. My big thing is if I was already agitated and having a manic moment and you stuck me to something like that and spun me, how much worse? Yeah, I'd be I'd be fucking. I'd be, I'd be enraged. Well, I'd be at that point, like, you always hear, like, people in these situations where they spit at people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, you know, and they, you know, that's, I would already be like, 
you know, if I was in a manic state and they stuck me on a cross and spun me, I'd be trying yeah. to puke on these guys. Yeah. yeah. I would literally be like... <laughs> Think about it, too, because they're, me- they're probably medicated, and medication can make you really nauseous. Oh, yeah. And then they spin you around like that? Like, that's horrible. That's torture. Like it, Yeah. That's the reason this place they, got they all the shame. They had that back in dungeons where they would strap you to it and spin you around in a circle. They called that the wheel. What, yeah, I was the just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, mm. Breaking on the wheel, which is pretty cool. You know, we're getting to that area, if you ask me. Yeah, no, exactly. And then what got crazy to me when I was looking the shit up is they did exorcisms. Like, oh. Pennhurst bought, brought in priests to do exorcisms. And I don't not, even right? understand the logic behind that. Me neither. The, the big thing with, like, Pennhurst is state-sanctioned, so the church had, you know, the church had a lot of play in what they did. That's true. You know, so you, you got to think at that time. The big thing is that Pennhurst was mostly Catholic. Okay, that, that changes yeah, things right yeah. there. You know, that's actually the only actual religion that uh, recognizes exorcisms as Catholicism that I know of. Not, no, I, th- I think you might be correct. As but far as again, Christianity, quote unquote, fact check that goes. if you want. Yeah, as far as Christianity goes, that, that's the only one that I know of. But yeah, like to bring in an exorcist for a sick patient, like what's it's extreme? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he's got to be like speaking in tongues and like I did a whole episode on exorcism. That's just legit. I'm sure some of those people actually looked like they needed an exorcism. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know so. <laughs> Uh, next in my research, they actually would put people in an insulin coma. Mm. Just, Dude, just, that's deadly. Yeah, it's super deadly. They would do that to people just to not deal with them. Like, say, if you were violent or uh, had a handicap to the point where you couldn't really respond. Yeah. And, and you were difficult. They just fucking put you in an insulin coma. That's... Dude, if you... That's like... That's, that's like a... You go to jail for doing something yeah, like that. Oh, should. yeah, you do. <laughs> Insulin was the tip of the fucking iceberg for that shit. Like we earlier, we kind of we googled some of the names and stuff like that. Like an insulin, an insulin coma is really relatively easy to do compared to some of this other shit. And I, I wrote down the, the category chemical restraints because that's where that was used with me a bunch of times. Yeah. So Thorazine. What did we saw? Like Thorazine was a, der- a derivative of something else or something like that. There are the antipsychotics. Antipsychotics. But, you know, like I've I've listened to a bunch of music where, like Twist and stuff like that, where they talk about Thorazine all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've never been in contact with it. I don't know anything about it, but it's supposed to be pretty rough. The next one we talked about, they in, in, injected mercury. Yeah, that's just. <laughs> and you know what's you know what's sad about that is they knew about how deadly mercury was at that time as well, because they had. The saying is mad as a hatter, and hatters used to use mercury. That's because exactly, they would like to, yeah. Yeah, and then, so if you knew back then that mercury was bad, why are they allowed to give this to these people? It's because nobody checked them. That's, no, that's there was no checks and balances. Mm. So the next one is that uh, we talked about this earlier, Resputol, res, how do you say it? Respidol? Ooh, Risperdol, I think. Uh, Respidol. Or, or is it Risperdol? Risperdone, it's that's like there's so many drug names. There's so many drug names, and then Zaprexa actually was invented in in the early fifties. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I, was, I was like, I literally googled like uh, like drugs prescribed at this time that came up, and I the name of the, I forget the name of the company because I neglected to write it down. But that's pretty scary that they had drugs like that that early. Mm. Yeah. 
I actually had was prescribed a drug that when they one of my doctors found out about it, they were just like flabbergasted because yeah. like this is not supposed to be prescribed anymore. Yeah. Like it 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 was so bad and and I was and I was having super problems when I was taking it and they're like, "Well, no wonder. This is we'll, we'll take you off of that crap." Yeah, like myself, I've been on stuff that is okay, worked for 6 months and then all of a sudden it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And stuff that makes me like not myself. Yeah. That I hate that shit. Like I've lost relationships over being on stuff that didn't uh, work yeah. for me. No, I agree. I've been there. So I think we're all fortunate that Penhurst got shut down. There's not, hopefully not places like that anymore. Fuck that place. Yeah. And hopefully you guys learned a little bit. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, one of the crazy things is uh, Penhurst is actually a, more or less a tourist attraction now. It, See, that, that's where I think that's disrespectful. I like, don't know if I could do know? it. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, like, I understand letting people know, like, this happened and this is bad. But letting people walk through there and, and well, do, the big thing it's is weird. It, well, the big thing is, is people go there for ghost hunting. Yeah. Like, so this guy this guy in 2010 named Richard, I have to spell his last name because I don't even know what ethnicity this is. It's C-H-A-K-E-J-I-A-N. I wanted to at least spell his name so people could find it. But his first name is Richard. He, he bought it. He bought Penhurst in uh, October 29th, 2010. Oh wow! Yeah. So what he does now is he keeps up the grounds and runs uh, runs ghost adventures at night. So that's that's where Penhurst sits now. Can okay. you believe that? Well, all I gotta say is I don't want to be part of one of those tours. Hell no! I wouldn't go. You couldn't pay me to go to Penhurst. No. Well. I, guess I don't I know. Outside. Everybody's got a limit. I can admit they'd probably hit a limit where I'd be like, ah, well, you I, know what? I could handle it, and then I would freak the fuck out. Here's the thing: is during the day I would love it. During the day, I would, I would spend all day walking around there. I'm sure I'd get spooked. Sure. But during the, the artist side of me, I, I see where you're saying that. Just because, one, I would be like, dude, I could totally recreate this. And right. it would just be like, wow. But at nighttime, when it's dark and you're that, hearing stuff. It would be a trip. Uh, oh, like, yeah. like, you know, like we're kind of on different sides of the fence of the paranormal and stuff. But the energy there, you couldn't deny. No. Oh, agreed. The, the, uh, Not in the, the history. Yeah, just, you, just yeah. walking through that area, you would feel it. But they, they've even said when they've had their ghost hunting there or, or one, I think some of them, they were, they were like supposed to stay the night there and then how oh, long did they no. survive? <laughs> and I, I don't know if any of them survived through the night, but they would hear noises like chairs. Well, I found some footsteps. video of that. We can, I found some video of that after we're done. We can add some of that shit like to the end. We can nice. Do it. Yeah. Like, I was telling him that these guys were sitting in the, it was ghost, it was ghost adventures. Mm-hmm. They're sitting in this room, and it's all dark, and you hear the chairs sliding around. It's pretty creepy. That's, dude, I would at first be like, okay, this isn't funny. I would go running funny. like a girl so fast. No, my first instinct would be like, okay, this isn't <laughs> funny. This is obviously a prank show. Yeah, Knock it off. Yeah, yeah. And then when I'd look over and see, like, producers and stuff freaked out, too, then I'd be like, I am so fucked right now. And especially since, like, all the people doing the camera and shit, like, have night vision and you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd have to start seeing things, whether it was your brain, really Your brain would play tricks so fast. Oh, yeah. Your brain, like, I've been in places that were, like, haunted, quote, unquote, haunted, and you can feel it. You know, like, so, like whether it is or not, yeah. like, your body, like. There's a heaviness to it, in yeah. my opinion. My big thing with me is my hair stands on end. Yeah. I, I'll get sick fuck. to my stomach. Do you really? Yeah. 
That's yeah. crazy. I mean, I, I and I mean, I don't know. People, I know you don't believe it, so just don't look at me with that stupid. <laughs> I'm thing. skeptical. I, I'm I mean, just skeptical. Skeptical is a fair answer. But I've gone through things in my past that have just made me more of a believer than right, than, yeah. than not. Yeah. And, you know, I won't get into it. We'll have to do an episode weird. of the paranormal. We'll have oh, to do I that. agree. That, that that sounds fun. We should try. We should do one, and we should try to um, do things like the. What were you talking about? It where they were they record the voice. Yeah, EVP. Yeah, we should EVP. try to do things oh, like that yeah. just to see. We could do what a whole episode up. on EVP. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm. Yeah. So uh, uh, just a heads up, guys out there. I'm kind of starting to look at. I'm I'm probably going to do uh, execution. It's probably going to be one of the next ones. I love the idea of doing EVP. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys have any suggestions for me to do a deep dive in, just uh, reach out to us on Instagram. is a real good, easy way to get a hold of us. Just DM Rufus Civilian on Instagram. You can find us on. You want to. You want to do the list. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Podbean, uh, iTunes, and anywhere that you can pretty much hear your podcast. That's right. That's a crazy thing. Is this everywhere? Like, we got that weird. We got that weird uh, comment from apparently a porn star on one of our last YouTube videos. Go porn star. That's right. The go porn star. Go. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed a little, little brief history of Penhurst, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. See you. Bye. Hope you enjoyed. <laughs>